0: From the Evening Standard in London. This is The Leader. Brave and standard. Get your
1: brave and standard.
0: Hi, I'm David Marsland. Boris Johnson has a Brexit deal. Now is the moment for us to get
2: Brexit done and then together to work on building our future partnership, which I think can be incredibly positive both for the UK
0: and for the EU. He says it's great, is it? In a special show, we're talking to some of our leading journalists to give you the best analysis and insight. Calmist Aisha Hazarika fears it could break up the United Kingdom.
3: This deal was meant to close down the discussion about us leaving the European Union. It's going to just explode the issue of the, the, you know the union itself in this country.
0: And Associate Editor Julian Glover wonders if it'll survive past a Commons vote this Saturday anyway. He's gonna start with his personality,
2: I guess. He's gonna say this deal is is not the deal they voted on before. Well, it mostly is the deal they voted on before. There are some tweaks.
0: Taken from the Evening Standards editorial column, this is the lead up for the whole thing. Pick up the newspaper or head to standard.co.uk slash comment. It was announced with a tweet at 20 to 11 in the morning. We've got a great new deal, said the Prime Minister. Shortly afterwards, the EU Commission President, Jean-Claude Juncker, replied with, where there is a will, there is a hashtag deal. We have one. The DUP say they won't support it, although they did add, as things stand. That's not going to deter Boris Johnson, though. It'll go to a vote of MPs on Saturday. But what's in it? Good to see you, and good to see the Prime Minister, uh, my friend Boris Johnson. Well, Boris Johnson and Jean-Claude Juncker held a press conference at the EU's headquarters, here's what the Prime Minister said. Uh, I
2: do think that this deal uh, represents uh, a very good deal both for the EU and for the UK, and it's a, a reasonable, fair outcome and reflects the uh, large amount of work that's been undertaken uh, by by both sides and uh, I agree very much Jean-Claude with what you said about protecting uh, the peace process in the island of Ireland and in, uh, in Northern Ireland and of course for us in the UK it means that uh, we can deliver a real Brexit that achieves
0: our objectives <laughs> The big change is that the backstop on the island of Ireland is out. Instead, Northern Ireland stays in the UK's customs zone, but is also, and this is where it gets a bit complicated, a kind of entry point into the EU. So there'll be no UK tariffs applied to imports there, so long as they're not being sent forward. Over the border, Stormont gets to vote every four years on whether to continue the arrangement. The DUP is not happy with any of that. They say it undermines the integrity of the United Kingdom. But it's good enough for Jean-Claude Juncker, who had previously insisted the backstop had to stay to protect peace. This is a fair, a balanced agreement. It is testament to our commitment to finding solutions. It provides certainty where Brexit creates uncertainty. It protects the rights of our citizens and it protects peace and stability on the island of Ireland. There will be no border on the island of Ireland and the single market will be protected. Labour leader Jeremy Corbyn doesn't see it that way. The Prime Minister seems to have made a deal with the European Union which uh doesn't give us the complete freedom of movement between Britain and Northern Ireland because it creates a customs union border down the Irish Sea and secondly, it uh, does nothing to deal with all the concerns that we've raised during Theresa May's premiership and his about a race to the bottom in rights and protections. And we believe that the deal he's proposed is heading Britain in the direction of a deregulated society with a sell-off of national assets to American corporations. So as it stands, we can't support this deal and we'll oppose it in Parliament on Saturday. Ah, Saturday. MPs are being brought in for a vote for the first time since the Falklands War. And Boris Johnson doesn't have a majority. He'll be trying to persuade those Leave supporters in the Labour Party and there'll be negotiations with the DUP. But he can rely on former rebels now in government, like Jacob Rees-Mogg.
2: When I was speaking on behalf of the government on Sunday, I was doing so because I trust the Prime Minister and knew he would get a good deal but I was supporting it on the basis of trust. Now I know what is in the deal. My trust has been completely justified. It is a really exciting and positive deal. It removes the undemocratic backstop. It is a huge advance for the whole of the United Kingdom.
0: Last word to Jean-Claude Juncker, who couldn't help but make one last passing comment Right at the end of the press conference.
2: Thank you all very much. I, I, I,
0: <laughs>
2: hey, <laughs> hey! I
0: have. Joe Clode's the boss here. Yeah. I have. I have to say that I'm happy about the deal, but I'm sad about Brexit. Have a good time. From the editorial column, here's what the standard makes of it all.
1: History repeats itself, Karl Marx claimed. First as tragedy, then as farce. Not long ago we had a Prime Minister, Theresa May, who failed to get her Brexit deal through the House of Commons because 10 DUP MPs from Northern Ireland would not support it. Enter Boris Johnson. A newish Prime Minister, with a newish Brexit deal, who may also fail to get it through the House of Commons because 10 DUP MPs from Northern Ireland do not support it. Maybe Marx was right. You've got to laugh. Or at least you would if it wasn't so serious. The Prime Minister's agreed a deal with the EU and plans to put it to MPs on Saturday. It's bold. It might work. But Mrs May tried this three times only to go down to crushing defeats. So what happens if the numbers don't stack up? The Ben Act requires the Prime Minister to ask for an extension if MPs have not approved a deal in a meaningful vote or approved leaving the EU without a deal by October 19th. A deal might pass Parliament this weekend, but with a referendum attached. Things are shifting that way. Saturday's People's Vote March through London will either be too late if the PM wins his gamble, or a sign of what could be about to come.
0: Next, I'll be talking to our Associate Editor Julian Glover and columnist Aisha Hazarika. The deal's coming to Parliament this Saturday. Will it be dead on arrival? Newspapers love a bombshell moment, and Boris Johnson's Brexit announcement certainly gave us one. We're putting this podcast together as the journalists are rushing to complete the second edition of the paper. But our associate editor Julian Glover and Londoner editor Aisha Hazarika have been whisked away from their desks just for a little bit to talk to me about this deal. And Julian, starting with you, I don't think Karl Marx gets many mentions in the Evening Standard's editorials. Why is he in this one? He's good on history and he reminds us that things go round in circles.
2: We we end up as history as farce. Um we're going round in circles again today. We've we've had a Prime Minister put a deal to the House of Commons, difficulty with the DUP, will it pass? Concerns in Parliament. Theresa May tried it three times. Well, today Boris Johnson said he's got a deal, he's gonna do it differently, and he's gonna get it through. He's gonna have a vote on Saturday. We'll see. We do caution in the leader. The numbers are tricky, but if he gets it through, it will be a success
0: for him. Uh, are You sure We have a deal. We have Parliament sitting on Saturday. Will this deal survive past Saturday?
3: There's only one way that I think this deal will survive, and that is if a confirmation vote is attached to it. So a lot of MPs um, are saying, I'm not happy with everything in it. But I recognise that the public are fed up, recognise that, you know, people just want to move on. So here's the deal back to Boris Johnson about his Mm -hmm. deal. We'll pass your deal if you put it to the public for a confirmation vote. The amendment is known as Kyle Wilson because it's been put forward by two gentlemen called Peter Kyle and Phil Wilson. Phil Wilson, (laughs) interestingly, was the guy who succeeded Tony Blair in his seat up in the North East. And Jeremy Corbyn has come out um, and said that he will whip the Labour Party to to take this position. Uh, But the big question is, what is the DUP going to do? Because the DUP is no happy with what has been proposed. Uh, it's an
0: extremely busy newsroom, so you may be hearing doors and footsteps and things <laughs> running around. That's what happens when something like this kind of hits inside a newsroom, though, isn't it? You get this, whoa, what's going on here? And everyone's scrambling I mean, around. There was it was actually
3: a moment when we all just went, I could just hear this sort of cacophony of voices around the newsroom going, oh, my God, wow. And as everybody sort of looked at their screens and, you know, when the prime minister put his tweet out saying that he'd got a deal.
0: Yeah, I don't, uh, Boris Johnson has rep- said over and over that he was he was going to get this deal. I'm not sure anyone entirely believed him. It was a bit of a surprise.
3: Well, it was a bit of a surprise and actually I think the thing interesting that sort of forced him to focus his mind was this Hillary Ben Act because the act said that there was a deadline which is Saturday. And if the Prime Minister had not got and passed a deal by Saturday, he would have to write to the European Union asking for an extension. So I think that has actually helped focus people's minds. But look, I think the one thing that's very, very important, we have been here before three times with this um, deal with Theresa May. So I think um, this really does feel like it's the kind of last chance to dance for this deal.
0: How is he going to do it differently? He's going to start with his
2: personality, I guess. He's going to say this deal is, is not the deal they voted on before. Well, it mostly is the deal they voted on before. There are some tweaks. But, of course, he's got lots of the Tory rebels in the Cabinet, eight people who voted against Theresa May's deal at some point point are now members of the Cabinet, so they're presumably on board. Jacob Rees-Mogg says he's excited. This is, this is a big moment. He used to be a rebel. Boris Johnson used to be a rebel too. So he's got some of them back. The DUP playing hard to get. I think that story is not over yet, but I would have thought he has big hopes of getting them on board, and if he does, he can probably win. If he doesn't, he'll need some Labour votes, and he'll need Tory rebels, the people who stopped no deal, people he said would prevent there being a deal. It turned out their efforts didn't stop there being a deal. Maybe it forced him to go to the European Union and agree a deal. He'll need them back too. Got to get in touch. They feel a bit left out here. Some of them are backing a second referendum instead. If it
0: does go through... DUP is very much against this because of the issues over the the border with Ireland. Is there a genuine risk of the United Kingdom itself being a threat?
3: Yes, I think that is a real and credible threat. And I think the whole question of the union is now going to be opened up. The irony is this deal was meant to close down the discussion about us leaving the European Union. It's going to just explode the issue of the the. You know the union itself in this country. So I've already had a lot of people getting in touch with me um, from the from from Southern Ireland and from Northern Ireland, saying this is effectively annexing Northern Ireland and cutting it off from the mainland of the United Kingdom. And in their mind, that spells the beginning of, of a very serious conversation about Irish reunification. Now you can hear the, the Scottish tinge twang in, in both our in our voices. Yeah. And of course, we know that independence is raging as an issue. We've just had Nicola Sturgeon on Tuesday at her party conference um, saying, I am going to be pressing for a second referendum on independence. I want this to happen next year. And they will be looking at what's happening in Ireland. And I think Scotland, the issue of, of Scottish independence is absolutely not going to go away. Now, it's important to note, Number 10 have said that they would refuse Nicola Sturgeon, any request, but that doesn't mean that they'll stop banging on about it.
0: There's lots more analysis and opinion in the Evening Standard and also online at standard.co.uk where we're running live updates. Go check them out, there is a lot. And at 7am, ask your smart speaker for the news from the Evening Standard. Our audio news team will have the latest from overnight developments, so you don't have to stay up. This podcast is back tomorrow at four.